pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Do we mention the queen? Oh, my Lord, I woke up to reports of the queen is dead. And I was like, no, RuPaul, what happened? Because, <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't shy away from too much on this podcast. But, oh, but, oh, I'm waiting for the but. Do we talk about the queen? <laughs> well, you know what? I have a feeling they're not going to invite us to the church to say some words. No. So you can, like, you're like, oh, I'd like to deliver my condolences <laughs> on behalf of Australia. You'd and on like, a f- final note, there's no no in necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charles gets up. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Mummy. If we turned up at the funeral, it'd be like um, Britney Spears' first husband turning up at her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a TMZ crew in tow. Just drunk, crashing. Who are you? What are you doing here? Because <laughs> that's what I found out with this, is that I've got a pretty even split of, split of friends, apparently, mm-hmm. in that most of them, like me, are staunch Republicans, mm. in that we don't want a British person as our head of state. Yep. And then I've got other friends who apparently watched The Crown, and they're like, oh, nah, she's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's been very polar- polarising. Like, either yeah. you're either, like, Team Queen um, yeah. or not. I was not expecting it. And people I was not expecting. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. For the first, it's, I know what it feels like to be American. <laughs> I mean, even though they rejected the British <laughs> crown quite comprehensively with the War of Independence. I reckon that I reckon that sends a, it sends a message. It does. Yeah. But I now know what it's like when you suddenly find out that maybe one of your neighbours is a bit of a fuckhead and they're allowed to vote. Yeah. You're like, I thought you yeah. were all right, but yeah. no. I know, but th- that's just, that's human nature. Man. It's the same thing. Like, you know, it, it's like anything. You're going around, you know, you're doing your life. The next thing you know, your neighbour. And we all know, we well, have all got a neighbour or, you know, you've all got that one person at work and you're and you're like, oh, if this is World War Two, you they totally dob you into the Nazis. Oh, yeah. Like, I know. Like, I look at people at work and I'm like, yeah, you're a dobber. Yeah. You're such a dobber. Just imagining what their hair's going to look like when you cut it with shears <laughs> at the end of the war. Yeah. Living uh, in the town square wearing a burlap sack. Yeah. That's uh, for collaborating, you fucker. Yeah. You, you could just, you could smell a collaborator from a mile away. You know, and it's true because they're always assholes. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do we say? I mean, she was 96. So... Mm. There you go. Proves that genetic diversity does not mean (laughs) (laughs) you won't live a long life. Well, that's true. Every now and then you get one of those, like, you know, inbred cavoodles that, you know, lives to be 20. Yeah. Good on her. I guess she defied the odds. There you go. Marry your your first cousin and everything still works out. What? Let's remember, the Queen is only the Queen because, like, didn't her uncle run off to marry a... He abdicated to marry an American businesswoman. Yeah. He's done a Prince Harry. <laughs> I fucking... Except was still popular afterwards. Yeah. Poor old Prince Harry. I like Prince Harry now. Oh, my God. I love, Like, all on the headlines are all, like, yeah. because Harry and Meghan Markle are over there. Yeah. And there's all these articles which are basically just, like, piss off. We don't want you anymore. We're yeah. sick of you. You killed the queen. <laughs> you moved to Canada and that killed her. <laughs> <laughs> but I like him now. 
Oh, why? Well, because he renounced all titles. You know. No, no. See, I go the other way. I used to like him before. I don't like him now because for the two of them and all their like – we hate, you know, the monarchy. They're all this, you know. Blah, 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 blah. It seems like they are now doing more like royal engagements than anyone on the face of the oh, earth. Oh no! Look, I I respect their hustle now because they've basically gone. We're going to stop pretending that this is for the public good and just do book tours. <laughs> I respect that. I respect the hustle. Like, don't don't pretend that you're doing it for public service. But I didn't even, oh, their book is just like, ooh, why it was so bad being me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, I don't have a huge amount of sympathy for their situation because you're still living. In the most in- look, if, if you have to pick a Nazi that you like, I'm going with Harry. <laughs> but we're still paying for him. Uh, we're still paying for him. I'm a Republican. You don't need to tell me this. Oh, throw them all to the wall. I say, throw them all to the wall. Yeah, that'd be nice. Although, actually, the only good thing that might come out of this is that Prince Charles, now King Charles. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. God. Try saying that without putting Spaniel at the end oh, of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like we've been fighting for feminism all these years. Suddenly we've got to start we replacing God save the Queen with God save the King. It's the patriarchy at work again. It's bullshit. Yeah. No. Oh. I tell you what though, mm. this is a, I don't think Prince or King Charles is going to live that long. And the Secret Service doesn't need to listen to this too too closely because I'm not threatening you. <laughs> I'm saying that if you ever see photos of his hands, mm. the guy looks he genuinely looks like he's rocking five hot dog franks. I mean, it's, it's rank. Like, he's just got the most inflamed, swollen, puffy hands. I've never... It's like, this dude has got some circulation problems. No, you know what it is? He's just... He's and a not ma- just genetically. He's a mad player. He's just sitting around with his hands in Camilla 24-7. Oh, you reckon, they, you reckon they've just gone like a sea sponge? Kinky rocket it, yeah. Oh. He's that much of a sex pest. For our American listeners, this is the man who it was revealed was sending kinky letters to his partner saying that he wanted to be her tampon. Yes, which was Camilla when he was married to Diana. Yes, yes. And she had to go to India alone and sit by herself with that picture where she just looks like the saddest piece of shit on earth, sitting by herself out the front of the Taj Mahal. When he met Diana when she was 16. (sighs) Well, that's that's positively middle-aged for the royal family. Yeah, so I'm saying, I don't think he's got that long to live. I think he's got some circulation problems. He He doesn't look like the healthiest... Mm. Beast in the world, mm. you know. It's all those years of doing fuck all. Yeah, but look at like, but look at like Count Philip, um, <laughs> Lizzie's husband. You can't tell me he didn't die twenty years ago. And they were just like filling him up with whatever ungodly fluid they were to keep him upright. <laughs> whatever they stole from Egypt that they were using <laughs> to keep him going. <laughs> Walked around with a sand trail behind him and scarab beetles. Yeah, a hundred percent. If they didn't open up like five Egyptian jars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's kept alive with the power of looting. Yeah, oh. but here's the thing. So, mm. I think that Charles is not going to be a popular monarch in Australia. Mm. He'll get that short honeymoon period of grief. Yep, and then people are going to be like, "Why do we want this ponce on our money?" But we've yeah. got to become a republic before Prince William. Takes over. Because he's got the hot wife. He's got the hot wife yeah. and he used to be hot when he was young. Hot quilf. Quilf? Hot queen, queen I'd, like to, I'd like to fuck, yeah. Oh dear, there's a sub genre. Of, <laughs> and that is stepbrother porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? The thing is, maybe Prince Charles, he may not be the king we want, but maybe the, he's the king we need because he is obsessed with going green. 
and saving the planet. Yeah, like, obsessed. there's a bit of greenwashing there as well. I think maybe it's going to be like, well, maybe it's going to be some weird, it's going to go dystopian, like part of his like green plan is that you have to just like kill half the poor people. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's yeah. got a total Soylent Green approach. Like he doesn't want any antibiotics used on animals and things like that. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, he's not the not the best. <laughs> not well, the best. It's, it's, I don't know. Just maybe this yeah. can, you know, because like, you know, the uh, governments have been putting off doing environmental change. Now they're kings all like, maybe they're going to have to get on board. But I'm telling you, if we don't become a republic in the reign of King Charles, it is not happening. Because every fucking time someone raises it, mm. William is just going to bend his slightly inbred head towards us and put those big puppy dog eyes up and someone's going to lift up a cardboard cut out of Diana <laughs> and the Curb Your yeah. Enthusiasm musical play yeah. and Australia yeah. is full of dumb fucks yeah. who'll just go, oh, but Diana. She died in a tunnel, man. She did. In a tunnel. In a tunnel. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. The only tunneling Prince Charles did was in Camilla. <laughs> Bottom boom. <laughs> Yeah, there's no chance we're going to get rid of, like, because, every, yeah, everyone, like, all they're going to do is just put up, like, pictures of Diana everywhere and yeah. everyone will be guilted and be like, oh, yeah. we can't do it to her. The yeah. poor thing. Poor Diana, who was rejected entirely by the royals and potentially murdered by them. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Oh. I hear the helicopters. Ooh. All right, that's it. I am not driving through a tunnel to get home. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, you know what? You know what? With the, with the way 2022 is going, fuck it. What can he do to us that 2022 hasn't already done? Yeah. Yeah. Stick one of those fingers in us. <laughs> <laughs> Lie back and think of England. <laughs> Lie back and think of the Queen. Oh. I will be. Oh, Mamsie. Mamsie, bitty, Mamsie, bitty. <laughs> Oh. oh my god. Well now that we've ruined me. Oh my god. You know what? Speaking of like things that can just ruin something totally beautiful and its surrounding area. <laughs> that weirdly brings us to the topic of the week. Does it now? Clunk. <laughs> just jam it in the gear. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Because this week, the story takes us all the way to Murfreesboro, Illinois. Tiny little country town. At the moment, its population has dropped down to just over 7,000 people. That's fuck all. Yeah. It used to be over 10,000. But, you know, with capitalism killing small towns. Yeah. It sits about five miles from Kincaid Lake and about ten miles from the Mississippi River. Oh. Just so, whenever you say Mississippi, Mississippi River, I just want to put on a waistcoat and just start gambling <laughs> on a steam paddler. I don't know why. That's just that's just all that happens in my mind in the Mississippi. I somehow unfortunately I'm stuck with that mnemonic from being a kid, like M I double S I double S I double P I. So that you remember how to spell Mississippi? Oh, I okay, that didn't come up a lot in my childhood. Because I, I was a spelling nerd. Okay, we are just spelling. Finger <laughs> <waggle>. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Didn't I'll have you know the fall of communism, mm. aside from uh, radically changing my favourite tennis players, <laughs> also ruined all the tricky fucking country names that I learned. <laughs> Like Czechoslovakia. Oh, no. I was in year five. I was like, you fuckers, couldn't you keep it together so I could stick with this word for my spelling bee? Man, now how am I going to get laid if I can't drop my Czechoslovakian spelling skills? Who 
impressed with that in Port Pirie anyway. Who were you impressing? The kids who were throwing dead pigeons? I can see why you got the shit kicked out of you as a child. Oh, my God. Even now, just hearing about you as a child, I want to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And I wasn't even that kind of child. For the poor Perry listeners, coming back for a stand-up show on October 29 <laughs> at the Federal Hotel. <laughs> BYO pigeons. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a screening of the room. Instead of throwing spoons, you all throw a pigeon at me. Oh, my God. Maybe you just sell novelty like pigeons yes. to the crowd. Pigeon lawn darts. Oh, my God. Well, like Piri in Murfreesboro, life usually moves to its own slow place. That was until 1973 when the town would be whipped into a frenzy after a report was filed about an eight-foot creature (laughs) with matted white fur lurking in the shadows around the town. Jesus. Leaving certain residents with a cold feeling of dread. In this week's episode of... Vanilla Ice Ice Baby. Okay. Or The Evening Matinee. Matin? As in because it's matted? Yes. Oh, fuck, you're not even trying anymore. <laughs> the the Murphys. It's really hard to get something to rhyme with Murphysboro. The Murphysboro Mud Monster. Eminem could do it. Nothing rhymes with orange, George. <laughs> or The Big Muddy Monster. Oh, we've all been there. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> More psyllium husk, people. Metamucil is your friend. Weirdly, this monster is only seen once a year. <laughs> oh, now, you're going to like this. Okay. okay. Yeah. This is... Because, yeah, we often talk about, oh, like, what's the worst time to, like, meet a UFO, you know, be abducted. Um, do, I, do we? Well, no, we have. I think you said it was while you were... In the shower or having sex, and I said, "Well, and you're on the toilet." Masturbating would definitely be the worst time to be picked up by a UFO. I, I reckon that's the way you chase them out of the room, like as they come pulling in, you just like at them aggressively, run at them. Like you've never, if you haven't seen a xenomorph, a xenomorph run, just give it a bit of that. Fucking run, man! Let's rock! Jesus Christ! Vasquez just jerking people off with those rock hard fucking Mexican hands. She would just rip their She'd dick off. Rip your dick off. Yeah, hundred percent. It'd be like something from Legend of the Overfed. <laughs> oh my lord! But yeah, so on that vein, yeah, okay, on that vein, <laughs> on June the twenty fifth, nineteen seventy three, around midnight. Always midnight. Randy. Hey. Needham. Randy Needham. Such a poor That's name. That's such a poor name. Isn't it? <laughs> I've only got beef. I need ham. <laughs> oh, my God. Randy Needham. That's so good. I know. Seriously, whatever he's doing in life, if he didn't become a porn star, his life was wasted. <laughs> Just imagine him kicking open those saloon doors. It's Randy Needham. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, just every every pickup line, every sexual innuendo, just 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 is just on a platter for you. Randy Needham and his pork sword. <laughs> oh, it'd have to be gay porn if he's after if he's uh, after ham, isn't it? No, you know what? He'd never make it in show business. Why not? Well, all that pork product. Uh, oh no! 
101 episodes, and that's how long it took us to get anti-Semitic. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's not anti-Semitic. No, it's not. It's a trope. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. It's all right. The Jews don't control porn. The, the Italian mafia does. Oh, you know, I kind of feel that that's, we need to, like, diversify. No one, yeah. everybody shouldn't own everything. It's like Woolworths shouldn't own well, all the supermarkets. It's, it's, it's apocryphal because not many people in porn cross over to mainstream movies. Mm. And we do know how much the Italian mafia like pork sausages. <laughs> if you've ever watched The Sopranos. Oh, there's, that, there's that chick. She was in Blade. What was her name? Tracy Lords. I don't know who that is. She's a DJ. She was a porn star. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. For my money, one mm. of the best breakout performances in Boogie Nights was um, Nina Hartley. No idea who that is. Oh, she's amazing. Okay. Uh, she's, a, she's a feminist porn star and sex mm. positive educator. Nice. She's really good. She's only just retired from porn. She's in her 60s. Oh, there we go. Excellent. Oh, my God. When we finally, you know, start making Gavin and Woods the TV show, yes. I definitely 100% want us to hire Tommy Gunn. Oh, really? The porn star. Yeah. I just think he's he's fabulous. All the TV interviews I've seen of him, like, he's like, he's a prepper survival, oh, yeah. like, nut. Yeah. And I just love him. And he can do that thing with his titties where he makes them go up and down. You know, muscly men can oh, yeah, do. Yeah. And I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. I think he'd be great to have around. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Yeah. As so long he, as we can balance it out with Nina. He, yeah, we can have the first crossovers. Cool. Love it. Breaking barriers. Woo. So, Randy Needham <laughs> and Judy Johnson. Oh, my God. They're both porn names. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 my goodness. They were in a car parked in a rather remote spot on the very southwest edge of Murfreesboro. Okay. The couple were parked in Riverside Park near the boat dock to the big muddy river. It all just sounds like the intro to their pod. This is so good. About chicken wow wow. Judy Johnson and Randy Needham ride the big muddy river. About <laughs> chicken 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 wow wow next to the big woods. Oh. Randy was by name as why nature. The same could be said of Mrs. Judy Johnson. Oh. Local resident and wife to a man that was not called. Randy Needham. Randy Needham, not husband. (laughs) The couple were in a deep philosophical conversation. Okay. When the couple, couple heard a loud bellowing cry, almost a shriek, but from outside the car. Okay. Avoid the ones inside the car. As we know, if this was England, that would just be the local doggers. Dogging. Someone yeah. someone finishing before they have. Yeah. yeah. We may be able to solve this mystery before it begins. Yeah, put the windscreen wipers on, drive away, it's all fine. Yeah. It's just it's just English backpackers, don't be alarmed. <laughs> then another cry. Okay. Randy Needham. Then saw a large creature about seven to eight feet tall. The creature was covered in a light-coloured hair that was matted with mud and filth and was shaped like a gorilla. The creature slowly started to walk towards the car. 
Now, at this point, according to later testimony, Judy Johnson said that she could not see the creature. She said because apparently it was dark out, yet Randy Needham (laughs) was looking out into the same darkness and he saw everything else clear as day. I wonder how this is happening. (laughs) I think we all know why Judy Johnson couldn't see the big monster. Let's just say she had a face full of little monster. <laughs> I remember the roof of the car. Yeah, I remember the floor mats, you know, who said Toyota. Um, yeah, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. So the creature kept advancing towards the car. Judy Johnson, now, oh, oh, head pops up, can now also see the creature. Okay. Um. The creature walked on two legs like a man. Like a man. Like a man. The creature again let out a roar, which Needham described like a... These were his words. (coughs) Oh, what's an Illinois accent? Here's Illinois. The Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Oh. I think it's I think it's just kind of a fairly standard American accent. You round like a vampire. Oh fuck off. That's their worst song. (laughs) Anyway. He's described the noise as an eagle shrieking into a microphone. (laughs) Wow. Randy turned on the engine and hightailed it out of there. And the two drove to the Murfreesboro police station to report what they had just seen. Now, the police may have normally just shrugged this off as some kind of joke. Yeah. But the police knew that the two people had nothing to gain and everything to lose if their activities became public. Yeah. So, whilst others took their statements at the police officer, like formal statements, and we've got them here... The police sent two other officers to the lover's spot to investigate. I love how the local chief has just come out and just gone, that's Randy Needham. <laughs> he wouldn't be in here if he wasn't serious. <laughs> if he didn't get his nut, he definitely has a story. <laughs> yeah, he need, he, he need lady ham, not attention. <laughs> <laughs> Shaved ham. <laughs> <laughs> Ham off the bone. <laughs> I don't know how you're eating it, but I don't think it should be that way. Don't take it off the bone. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so, and I just love the fact that the two cops are like, yeah, we'll go down Love's Lane. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like when you're in the office and you're like, you're having a shit and you're like, yeah, I'm getting paid to shit. These two getting paid to go out to make out point and make out. Yeah. Officer Liberace, <laughs> get in that squad car. <laughs> Take Officer Mercury with you. I can see that you are contravening at least five state laws with them their pants. I better take them into custody. <laughs> pants on the ground. <laughs> Hands in the air and pants on the ground. I believe it's time for you to come out with your hands up. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, the first officer, it was Officer Nash, who thought the whole thing was BS. Yeah. And he was there with Officer Merrill Lindsay. As they searched the surrounding area with their flashlights... 
Officer Nash found unusual tracks that were 10 to 12 inches long. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> just, that's just random name, He, he knows. He knows. <laughs> they were 10 to 12 inches long and three inches wide. Banana for scale. <laughs> or a big lighter. <laughs> As Nash bent over to examine the tracks, he heard, quote, the most incredible shriek I've ever heard. Just going gentle, I'm just saying. Yep. So the shriek was about 300 feet away. Quote, it was in those bushes. It was no bobcat or screech owl. We hightailed it out of there. Screech owl? The two officers then ran back to their car okay, and drove back to the station and insisted that all other police officers come back to the park with them. Wow, okay. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> can, you, can you just imagine just seeing two cops just running out of lover's lane, just like, nope, fuck it. <laughs> We're going to need more men. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. What the hell is going Oh, my God, is Randa Needham down there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they they came running out, went back to the police station. Approximately two hours later, yeah, they got the other two police officers who were taking statements and all of the four police officers returned to the scene in the patrol car. They got out with their flashlights and quickly discovered another set of tracks down by the river and they began to follow them. Then, from nowhere, another shriek like the one heard before. One of the police officers. Please tell me this ends with fired indiscriminately. <laughs> loudly declared, I'm going to go get a camera. That's the first time a cop's ever said that. Oh, I need my body cam for this. And ran back to the police car, leaving them. <laughs> They then heard another shriek coming from the bushes in front of them. The other three police officers all turned tail and they also all ran back to the patrol car. And there, all four police officers sat in the patrol car for an undisclosed amount of time. This is some Scooby-Doo shit. (laughs) Holy fuck. <laughs> like that—that's a sign when you know shit is like fuck. We just all the four cops just run out of a bush, run, get into the police car, and you know, lock and just just lock the door. They are high as balls in the seventies. I guarantee they are high as fuck because they're in a small town with seven thousand people. What have they got to do? There was also there was okay. There was a story, shall we say, a rumor? Yeah, that I couldn't find. Like, like, like this wasn't mentioned in. Um, a police, like an official police report. Right. But somebody suggested, like, while they were hunting the creature, all four men had their gun out. The man, the man who shrieked, I'm going to go get the camera, apparently threw his gun at the creature and then <laughs> ran to the car. <laughs> this is why I'm not a cop. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my god! I just just up, ah! <laughs> and then he just ran away. Oh my god! So yeah, so the all four cops hightailed it back to the police car and just sat 
in the in the car for Lovers Lane for an undisclosed amount of time. That's the first time a cop has thrown a gun into a river, and it's not because he got rid of a black guy. <laughs> well, because it's 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 a white monster. They don't yeah. know what to do. What do we? Oh. We can't shoot him. Oh. Eventually, just before dawn, the four officers left the confines of their vehicle and began the search once again. So this started at two. They came back at four. They've been sitting in the car for about two hours. Yeah, high as fuck. As dawn broke, they claimed to have heard sounds like a large creature rushing through knee-deep water in the distance, moving away from them. Right. The search was called off, believing the creature would not return. But the creature did return. Of course it did. The following evening, Cheryl Ray and Randy Creeth. Why is every man in this town called Randy? (laughs) (sighs) Everyone's Randy. Everyone is Randy. Uh, Randy was 17 and the son of a local state trooper. Okay. He sat caution on Cheryl Ray's back porch. Not a metaphor. <laughs> Not his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> when the couple claimed they saw an eight foot, 300 to 350 pound creature covered in white matted fur standing on two legs at the edge of the woods staring at them. Ugh. Pervert. Fucking weirdo. Yeah, were you fucking Randy Newman? Calm down. <laughs> Not Randy Newman, Randy Nita. <laughs> just, just, just in the bushes, you got a friend and me. <laughs> As they make out. Oh, look. <laughs> That's the sound of vaginas drying. <laughs> oh, Lord. Or the world's most boring orgy. You got a friend, a friend in me. me. <laughs> and another friend. And this guy from work. <laughs> There's a dude on the counter who just came here to jerk. <laughs> oh, the couple and the creature locked eyes. Oh, no. For about 30 seconds. Oh, that's... That's, that's an awkward amount of time to just... fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's uncomfortable for everybody. Uh, so they stared at each other for about 30 seconds and then the creature moved back into the woods. Fair. Probably creeped out by the eyeballing he was getting from Randy. Like, oh, dude, like, <laughs> back off. <laughs> like, not my scene. The young couple went inside the house and told Cheryl's mother what they had seen. And Cheryl's mother phoned the police. It's true. Americans just call 911 for everything. Oh, yeah. They won't accept my coupon. Call the police. Like, you see these YouTubes on, and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Anyway, Randy, who went on to become a Baptist minister. Okay, so he's a credible man. <laughs> described his memory of the creature. <clears throat> the thing I remember was the bulk of it, the shape, the human form, and the stench of the river slime it apparently had on it. So I imagine a preacher talking. It was about eight feet tall and at least as stucky as any New York football player. We were within 15 feet of it, close enough to see the body, the texture of the fur, long and hairy like an English sheepdog. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good description. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Officer Man Waring and his partner went out to the property to investigate. As they followed what looked like a path where the creature had been spotted, the officer noticed a foul stench 
and a dirty film on the tree branches from where it had been watching the kids. It had been dogging. The officer looked at the slime and it touched it. Oh, no. Is he going to rub it on his gums? It rubbed it between his fingers. The substance was foul-smelling and slimy. Yuck. And stained the officer's skin. Oh, God. Why are you touching the weird, like, abominable creature jizz? Yeah. Don't touch it, dude. You're going to get abominable herpes. Yeah, don't. Ew. <laughs> just, and I think that's good advice for everyone out there. If you see a strange, slimy substance, don't put your fingers in it. Yeah. You can tell that this is pre-HIV. Yeah, People just, just putting their fingers in weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. The two officers returned to the house, and whilst there, a neighbour came over to report that her son, aged five, and his friends were playing by the edge of the woods when they too saw a mysterious creature. And the kids had come in crying. The parents had dismissed their story as a tall tale until now. How ironic it's tall. (laughs) Eight feet tall. The officers called in their findings, and police chief Toby Berger... Dispatched all the men he could muster to the scene. Fourteen in total. That's a lot of cops. He also requested a trained police dog called Reb. 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 It would have been short for Rebel. Or maybe it's like one of those cool 70s kind of sci-fi names. It's like R-E-B, Reconnaissance Eating and Biting, or something like that. <laughs> or he was just a big Reba fan. Yeah. <laughs> Reba, uh, what's her name? Reba McNeil or Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they requested Reb, uh, and I guess his handler, Jerry Nellis, from the nearby Carbondale Police Department. Reb and Jerry had helped many departments in the area. Reb was an older... German Shepherd, with years of service and had heroically saved the day before in search and rescue, and has also been used as an attack dog. Okay. So we just we were just like, come out, I'm not coming out, send in the dog, I'm coming out. <laughs> Hunk. So this dog was very skilled. Yeah. You know, it had experience. Clearly the bravest on the force. <laughs> Clearly. They're all hiding in the car. Reb's just like shaking his head. Oh, just like, fuck oh, sake, guys. God. Oh, I'll do it again. <laughs> oh, my God. The posse was now armed with handguns. Yeah. Flashlights and rifles. Okie dokie. And dog. Okay. And they set out following the tracks. Reb picked up the scent instantly. What do you know? Didn't rub it between his paws. Yeah. And led them through the dense forest. Reb led them to an abandoned barn on a nearby property. But once Reb reached the barn door, something unusual happened. I'll take a big swing for this. Oh, you need a Jim Beam to steal yourself. The courageous Reb halted in his tracks. The dog began to tremble, cowering and yelping in fear. Okay. Something no one had ever seen the dog do before, even when faced with aggressive um, perps. Yeah. Nellis, being the caring and understanding handler, grabbed Reb by the scruff of the neck and his belly and literally threw the dog into the barn. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
threw, picked up the dog and threw the dog. Threw, threw the dog in the barn. Wow. You know, you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, I want you to die first. Yeah, that guy. Maybe this guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the only one who lives is Reb. Yes. <laughs> like a kind of opposite version of that, that fucking, what's that movie with Owen Wilson where the dog dies? Oh. Marley and me. Marley and me. Oh my god, Reb and me. Yeah. So we just call it this cunt. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> this god. Is the owner dies and we just follow the dog happily. Yeah. Just like, oh my god. Oh my god. And then the dog becomes the town sheriff, cleans up crime. <laughs> it's a feel good story. Oh. So yeah, this fucker picks up the dog and throws the dog in the barn. Just yeets it in there. Yeah. Yank. Reb dropped to his belly. And backed out of the barn, yelping in fear. Okay. It could be because something was in there or just because he's literally just been thrown into a barn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to go in there with your firearm, would you? Oh, my God. The posse decided to not enter the barn. Oh, my God. I reckon that guy should have just picked them up and thrown them in one by one. Yeah. I'm just saying, just what's good for the... It's good for the German Shepherd. It's good for the, it's good for the lieutenants. Oh. Instead, so they didn't decide to enter the barn. Instead, Police Chief Berger called in reinforcements from his neighbouring police departments. So they've already got 14 guys there. Mm-hmm. The men set up camp out the front of the barn. Okay. A few hours later, an additional 12 police cars had arrived. Fuck, all right. With additional officers. So that's at least 12 other cops. I'd say at least two in a car. So it's probably another 24 men. So yeah. you've now got like 50 guys out the front of this barn. Yeah, this is a hate crime of cops. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, my God, that's so good. That's what you get when there's more than one cop. You call it a hate crime. Yeah. Love it. Or a pogrom. <laughs> and just before dusk, the police officers moved inside the barn. Must have been getting close to shift change. Yeah. So they all moved inside the barn and found nothing. (laughs) It would seem whatever was in there had slipped out the back. These fucking idiots. (laughs) These fucking Keystone cops. 50 men, not one round the back. Not one. That'd be gay, Liz. (laughs) Can't be gay. (laughs) The story of the sightings were front page in local papers and then were picked up by the national papers, including the New York Times, causing a nationwide frenzy. The following week, the police chief said he was less worried about the creature and more about the 10,000 residents and the out-of-towners, all desperate to catch the creature, who had now armed themselves to the teeth and were running around the forest. (coughs) He was worried they were going to all end up accidentally shooting each other. There were no more reported incidents. For 10 days. Oh, no. A local circus had set up camp near Riverside Park. The carnival owner reported to police that on the two previous nights, his workers were awakened by strange noises coming from the herd of ponies that the circus kept that gave animal rides during the day. The carnival owner claimed that when the workers went to quiet the ponies, who were all attempting to pull free from their tethers, the workers saw it. 
a huge whitish gorilla-like creature with matted fur standing there, fascinated by the ponies. The carnival owner claimed that on both occasions, the creature showed no aggression, just seemed genuinely interested in the ponies. And on both occasions, once it had become aware of the human presence, it quickly retreated. Although it's interesting, the actual police reports, this is actually filed on the official police report as a bear sighting. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just, I'm not saying that, you know, all people in a carnival at night like to... But, you know... (sighs) A nearby woman later claimed that she heard a screaming sound coming from one of the large sheds on her property that night, but decided to not go out there to investigate. Could have been Randy Needham scratching an itch. My first thought was, this woman is clearly an African-American woman. (laughs) Yeah. White bitch, we would have been right out there. Oh, my God, I can film a TikTok. (laughs) Dead. Straight away. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, she decided to just not go out there. Uh, this latest sighting has just worked people up even more. And now hundreds of armed people were clunking through the woods surrounding Riverside Park, all trying to hunt the creature. Oh, this is some Jaws shit. Like, literally, that's exactly what I thought of. This is literally the scene from Jaws. Yeah, literally. Throwing dynamite in the water. Yeah. Too many people on that boat. Yeah, 100%. The police chief urged the mayor and council staff to bring in some kind of expert to help subdue the armed hysteria. Okay, what's the expert? Literally Jaws. <laughs> I just I just picture a Sasquatch guy just coming in. <laughs> Sasquatch, it's got dead eyes, <laughs> like a doll's eyes. The person chosen for the job... Okay, because you you are you're thinking a real sort of outdoor woodsmansy kind of you know. See, I'm I'm thinking more um, the scientist from Jaws. Oh, a little Richard Dreyfus actually. Little Richard Dreyfus guy. Okay. Well, they didn't decide to go either one of those routes. Okay. They actually went with a Saint Louis insurance salesman. Oh, this is the problem with America's cops. You just leave school and you become a cop. <laughs> St. Louis insurance salesman and Sasquatch enthusiast. Oh, my God. Harkin Sorkin. That's <laughs> like the start of an Offspring song, Harkin Sorkin. I was going to say, if he, he's just a villain waiting for like a Batman film. Harkin Sorkin. You can't make these names up. This is amazing. They got the best alliteration. I know. So how much do you want to just go to this town and read the phone book? <laughs> Fuck me. That's a good day's reading. Oh, my God. So, yes, an insurance salesman was brought in. Yep. Yeah. That'll solve our problems. <laughs> Harkin then formed and led. Seriously, I want to make the movie of this. We have to... I know we're going to make Gabbard in the Woods TV show. I think we should do like a TV movie special of the week about this adventure. Yes. Harkin formed and led a five-person expedition. That's amazing. 
Oh, yeah. Again, I'm just in my mind. I just picture him, like, just going out with, like, three yellow barrels trying to shoot it into the Sasquatch. Again, disappear with the three barrels. The three barrels. As he breaks the radio, we're just chasing some yellow jacks. <laughs> Show me the way to go home. <laughs> oh, so he led a five-person expedition, which included... So you got five... It's you and five professionals in the wild yeah. to hunt hunt the sasquatch yeah who are you picking for your team it's like when you pick your zombie apocalypse game who what kind of professions what five professions okay we're in the united states we're in illinois i am picking ex-soldiers i'm picking dudes who've just come back from nam you just want five soldiers oh five soldiers no, please. maybe no, maybe a zoologist maybe a zoologist yeah no other diversity that's it no oh okay well because well, it's being led by a fucking sasquatch enthusiast who wow. sells insurance I think you and Harkin, Sorkin, might have to form your own teams. He went in a slightly different route for his five-man team. Okay. Um, I don't know about the other three professions, but I know two of them. One was a reporter. Okay, yeah. Another was a lawyer. Okay, yeah. (laughs) This is getting very Jurassic Park at this point. (laughs) We don't want any litigation out there, okay? We don't care what happens. Just... Just, we, we don't want it to sue us, all right? That's the important thing, all right? We've got to be clear that because the council, okay? You know what it's like with forms. Oh, my God. So the four – oh, my God. He led the four-person expedition into the Murfreesboro Woods that fall to hunt the creature. So we've got a, a lawyer, yes. a reporter. Who's the other one? We've got a lawyer, a reporter, an insurance salesman. I don't know what the other three professions are. I'm guessing they're fucking something amazing. <laughs> High school janitor. <laughs> you know there was a janitor. There was absolutely oh a janitor. Oh my god! I just I, oh my god! Like a like a um like a steamboat captain. He <laughs> <laughs> smoked a pipe and had a hat, like a jaunty hat. Oh my god! And a, and a female librarian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A grad student. Yes. Oh, we have our team. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, what about... Oh, we need, like, a mathematician with his shirt, like, halfway done up. Chaotician. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, they sent out that fall to hunt the creature. Harkin Sorkin claimed that private undisclosed parties were offering a reward... Of $2.5 million <laughs> for the creature if it was captured alive. 1973, that's like $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. So the party armed itself with a stun gun with enough bolts to take down a 500-pound creature. Jesus Christ. Oh, it would even take down Randy Needham. <laughs> or get him started. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just got it specifically into his dick. <laughs> right between, just in the gooch. Yeah. <laughs> they also carried loaded shotguns. Yep. As well, what, what do you think of the two two most essential items at this stage? You've got your trank gun, you've got your shotguns, you've got your lawyer, <laughs> you've got your insurance. I guarantee you these dumb cunts have got dynamite. <laughs> oh, no. Something even, no, no, that could be useful. This is not that. Please, You're thinking way too logically. Me, please tell me not a net. <laughs> Again, that would be way too useful. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, surprise me. 
a large supply of bananas and chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Monkeys like bananas. (laughs) So this this creature is living, okay, in the wilds of Illinois. There are no banana trees. There are they no do banana well. palms. This creature has never seen a banana. It's never tasted. It doesn't know what the fuck a banana is. It doesn't know the difference between a banana and a shotgun. We must bring hundreds of bananas and chocolate. Did anyone bring coconuts? <laughs> they brought the supply of the bananas and chocolates at the insistence of Harkins Sorkin. Oh my god! Who wanted to use them to pacify the creature? Okay. Because what he's going to need is potassium. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's not Randy Needham. Came down. <laughs> That's someone who needs potassium. All I can think is he's read like a Hellboy um, comic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need like a million Babe Ruths. We'll just lead them out of the forest into the trap. And a kitten. <laughs> that would actually work. Yeah. Uh, they also arranged a cage. That could be helicoptered into the area once the animal was secured with the tranquilizer and the chocolates and the bananas. But would you believe the expedition caught nothing? That is some sandlot kid shit. Nothing. Although they totally claimed that they totally heard noises and they totally saw a footprint. Yeah. Although they were actually unable to provide any physical evidence. Of course they were. Whatsoever. Awkward. In 1975, two truck drivers claim that they saw the mud monster in a... Sorry, I just love them coming back from this expedition and just like, what are we going to do with all these bananas? The town's just getting banana bread for months. Yeah, just... (laughs) Random. More of the Sasquatch banana bread. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the women at like the country... (laughs) Country Women's Arts Association, just more banana (laughs) cupcakes. Oh, my God. Although, how good would the jizz of of Murphy's Pirate tasted after that. Just everyone on bananas. Ask Randy Needham. <laughs> uh, so everything went quiet. Things sort of calmed down until 1975. Two truck drivers claimed that they saw the mud monster in a swampy area near the intersection of Highways 3 and Highway 149, which is west of Murfreesboro. Okay. To truck driving man by the swamp of woods. I just pulled over to have myself a nap <laughs> in another man's truck. We saw a swampy monster. How many times have I told you, do not call it that? <laughs> I just pulled over to pull off. Oh, Jesus. Uh, later that year, a restaurant owner... Uh, near the area, displayed a cast of an unusually large and peculiar footprint in his restaurant, which he claimed was a footprint of the mud monster. But the restaurant owner also had a reputation as a practical joker, so locals dismissed the footprint. I just love the idea of like there being a full like underground gay truck driver saying, <laughs> how many really macho dudes at some point have fucked in the cabin of a Mac oh. to like David Allen Co. tapes. Oh, we got a great big convoy. Dun, 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 dun. Just oh my god. Conway Conway Twitty. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Molly Hatchet. Just pull over when you see the swamp monster. Yeah, fucking all these Confederate hat flags turned around backwards like you're in Cobra. That's my switch. <laughs> when I turn the cap backwards, that's my switch. 
<laughs> I'm Randy and I need ham. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> now, the legend of the Muddy Monster lives on to this day, now serving as the town's mascot. Oh, of course. Currently... In this month of September 2022, a chainsaw artist was commissioned to carve a 10 feet tall sculpture of the mud monster at the local state fair. Fantastic. The statue is carved. I've actually got a picture of the uh, statue in the process. This is it being chainsawed. Look at the abs on it. He's... He gave it some fucking epic abs. It's a bit of artistic leeway because in all of the descriptions, I don't mention, like, there's not one person who's like, mmm, it was cut like a Hemsworth. <laughs> it's like a combination of sort of Gimli from Lord of the Rings, mm. a Hemsworth. Mm. That fucking... My there's g- some more pictures later on where you get to see the abs a bit more, like in the folder, yeah. A man who can cut abs with a chainsaw? <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's a man who's after Randy Needham's Oh, uh, he's pulled over for the Swamp Monster oh, a few times. Woo! I brought my own cassette of uh, <laughs> Johnny Cash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so he's carving it at the State Fair. Um, the statue is carved so that it can hold a flagpole. Yeah, whatever you tell the missus that's for. Because he's a patriot. <laughs> patriot. Of course he's a patriotic monster. Apparently, the mayor has already acquired a local sporting team's flag, the Murfreesboro Red Devils flag, for the creature to wave. The statue will be formally unveiled at this year's Apple Festival. Then the statue is going into storage. Oh, really? The mayor saying, uh, I don't know where it'll end up being displayed. It ultimately should be inside. The city says it is building a new city hall, so, you know, they're just going to have to put it into storage for now because it would just be silly to put it there and then put it out. How much do they hate the statue? I want to live in a town whose yeah. city hall has a fucking chainsaw-carved mudman statue. Well, this is not the first Big Muddy statue commissioned. The local Holiday Inn commissioned a bronze statue of the creature and it stands at a nearby corner. Does it? In the middle of the intersection. Does it need money? (laughs) (laughs) Murfreesboro also celebrates each year with a big muddy brew fest in October, which attracts over 100 breweries and 2,000 visitors each year. This sounds fucking awesome. The reports of the Mud Monster are without a doubt the most requested, examined and copied files on record. There are, dig this, there are only two unresolved cases in Murfreesboro and the legend of the Big Muddy Monster is one of those. That's amazing. You also want to know what the other unsolved murder is. Of course I do. We've got to find that out. We do. And do an episode on that. What a a town. Like, they have cops that run away like Don Knotts, (laughs) who's been spooked by a spider. They have a fucking brewery festival that's like five times bigger than their own town. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's amazing. A guy with a chainsaw just like just doing like ripped, sexy, you know, pole waving statues in the middle of town. He's a fucking sexy, sexy Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. Now, perhaps we should leave the final words with Police Chief Berger. Oh. <clears throat> this is some epic. This is some epic shit. Yeah. Who just says, a lot of things in life are unexplained. And this... Is another one. Oh, that's fucking. That's a 
fortune cookie right there. We don't know what the creature is, but we do believe what these people saw was real. Now, before we go any further, I want to actually give a shout out to the Murfreesboro like police and council because if you actually go to the Murfreesboro like town website, yeah. They've actually got a little bit um obviously on the mud monster because it's the uh the mascot. They also have they've opened up basically the case files. Really? And this is – I want to show because I've printed it out. Like, if only everyone did this for every cryptoid. Like, my research – like this, mwah, chef's kiss. This is amazing. So, they've even copied the original, like, file cover. Someone's just written we – we're going to put a link to this up on the website where they've just written Big Mud and Monster 1973. That's amazing. How is that? Then – so, it goes on. And as you scroll through this thing, it's got, like, all the original police reports. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, from all the different people uh, over the, you know, who claim to have seen it. So many police reports. This is the dodgiest photo ever. Yeah, that doesn't show anything. Um, basically, it just looks like... Randy Needham has dipped his dick in the mud. It does look like he's tripped over running away <laughs> yeah, without any pants on. Yes. Now, it also includes, don't look. Okay. Some of the eyewitnesses have drawn oh, bless. artistic renditions bless. of the Muddy Monster. Would you, would you like to I see them? I would love to see them. Okay. Here is the first one. Would you like to describe that? How, how could you not catch the monster after this? <laughs> Would you describe that for an accurate reference? <laughs> could you pick that out on the street? Uh, I reckon I could pick that out at a bus stop or a playground. <laughs> uh, that is a very happy looking man <laughs> whose hands are very much furiously attacking his genital area. <laughs> and he has a grin from ear to ear. <laughs> Someone has just drawn Randy Needham. <laughs> Randy Needham. Having a five-knuckle shuffle. All right. So, we have the next artistic um, eyewitness. That looks like a penis. <laughs> it's, a penis with a, it's a penis with arms, isn't it? It really is. It looks like the Demogorgon a little bit. <laughs> but more penisy. Yeah, much more penisy. Okay. This is the – and I bless them that they've included all of these. This like, is honestly, amazing. I actually want to write them a letter and yeah. be like, thank you so much for doing this. This is amazing. Here's another artistic – Shout out to the Murfreesboro Police Department. This definitely looks very demagogany. Yeah. 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 So the cast of then you go from like what is the world's shittest drawings to uh, somebody. Holy fuck! Is quite the doodler. That's amazing. Yeah. This that- one's even got red eyes. Mm. That's really quite cool. Mm. That that belongs on the side of a van. <laughs> that one there, riding a <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> But I love it. Like, this one is so, like, detailed. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I could put that, like, in a comic book. Yeah. Unlike the other ones that look like they were, like, five-year-olds having a seizure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, we'll put the link up and you can actually go and just scroll through all of this information. It's amazing. What they've also kept is, so when it actually became, like, you know, all across the country, people started sending in all types of letters to the police department and the mayor just asking for more information. Yeah. And they have kept um, some of the really, like, you know, just top quality ones. Wow. Um, uh, oh, my God. So, you'll see them. Uh, this person has written to the chief of police and, you know, just saying that, look, 
you know, whenever there's a fear of there's a monster, people are going to go cray cray. Yeah. Could you not hurt the monster? So somebody's actually just like written in and they've asked if they could show some kind of like gun control with the public. That's amazing. So even in the 70s, gun control was an issue in America. Um, This person has written, they wanted to know um, if there was also any UFO sightings around the time. So that was you as a child, I imagine, (laughs) writing to Murfreesboro. This one, oh my God, it's so fantastic. These two kids have obviously read about the creature. So they've got their little kid writing, you know, like, could you please tell us more information? And if you have a picture, could you send us a picture of the monster? That's so cool. Because we learnt about it in Mrs. Phyllis's class. And I love this. Oh, my God. The kids have put in, we are thinking about coming up to Murfreesboro some weekend and to talk to some people who saw it. (laughs) Like, yeah, like the kids are just planning the family holiday. Little junior monster hunters. Like, bless their little heart. That oh. probably would have been more use than the fucking party, the official party put together. Oh, my God, there wasn't a gap camp. They wouldn't By be hiding in the car. Merkin Furkin or whatever his name was. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. They've even put in somebody. Um, so, Murfreesboro, obviously, you know, it was established a very Irish town. A lot yeah. of, you know, original, like, Irish people um, in the town. So... A familiar sort of like Irish song in the part was Wearing of the Greens. Right. The local townspeople actually changed the lyrics of the song to create their own <sighs> Muddy Monster song. Of course they did. Uh, <laughs> this is if you ever have these kinds of thoughts, channel them into open mic. Oh my god, do you wanna do you wanna hear a sample? Please. Uh, I don't have my like I don't have my fiddle, but just okay. get, you know, just picture some ding 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 ding. Oh I am. <laughs> oh, and I actually listened up the tune, but yeah. On the banks of the Big Muddy in southern Illinois, there lived a Bigfoot creature that we all enjoy. He is big and brown and furry with eyes of beady red. But when you get real close to him, he smells as if he's dead. Holy shit. I can see now why they need a hundred breweries for this festival. Oh, the Big Muddy Monster calls Murfreesboro his home. But the banks of the Big Muddy is where he likes to roam. He was seen out in Westwood in the summer of 73. But little Christian's parents said that it could not be. (laughs) He appeared on the riverbank one hot June summer night and scared two married lovers till they promised they'd go right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uh, Oh the big muddy monster Calls Murfreesboro his home But the banks of the big muddy Is where he likes to roam <laughs> He was seen in a junkyard In the summer of 88 They say it was just a billy goat Looking for his mate Later on in the evening It went out in the fog And went right down to 17th street To drink from the big Mardi Bog. I don't care. I still can't like Irish folk music. <laughs> and I am half Irish. <laughs> if, if, ever, if ever I see anyone pull out a Baran, I'm like, nah, it's over. Friendship done. We go through the chorus again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, the mayor of Murphy likes the rain run down through the park. But ever since old Bigfoot came, he won't run after dark. <laughs> 
McDowell was running past the sewer plant and came upon the smell, then sprinted back to Division Street where he <laughs> heard a Bigfoot yell. God. And then goes on and then goes on. Yeah. I'm going to need a banana. Oh, my God. But no, it gets better. Oh, my God. This person, they've even included an article where this was actually, the story made it all the way to South Africa. Okay. Where a South African um, uh, uh, paper actually wrote about it. Oh, my God. Why is this writing so small? Um, But when it was writing up about the original incident. Yeah. It actually describes it as it was first seen by a couple that were conferring in an automobile. Conferring. (laughs) Oh, my God. But you see, there's just – there is letter after letter from people. That's a thick file. Yeah. Um, There's a kid. He's like, can you tell me more about the monster and send me a police badge? Okay. (laughs) That kid later went on to impersonate a cop. (laughs) I gotta admit, I have a police badge, but I had to shake my ass so friggin' hard to get that, but that's a whole different story. Are you still going on about that supposed New York fireman you fucked after 9 11? <laughs> you, you know that was just someone putting on an accent. It was not! Yeah, it was. Oh my god, he could have sung about the Mirthfire monster. Oh my god. This guy is telling him about, you know, in the summer, him and his three mates are planning to come up and hunt the creature. Oh god. Um,. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll leave this one. The University of Chicago is sending a letter saying, hey, by the way, if you capture it, we'd be really interested and we'll pay expenses to have it shipped here. Yeah. Um, There's another letter from a person saying, don't harass it. Let it live. (laughs) Vegans, we've been around forever. (laughs) Oh, my God. This one, another one calling for gun control. This letter from this gentleman who's just written a letter saying, we'll come and hunt it for cost. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, we're not going to charge you. Just we're going to bill you for all of expenses for me and my two mates. Oh, my God. It's like, they've just written that to the mayor. That's and it's typed like a terrorist note as yeah, well, like is, a ransom yeah. demand. Very brief. I know. Not even like here's a resume even. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. This one. This this person, I love this letter. It's like, you know, why do you have to, you know, chase it, like, with guns? Like, why can't you just leave it be? Um, they've suggested, why can't you just build it a little hut where it can live and then it can become a tourist attraction? And people can come and visit it at its little hut. This is the problem with democracy. <laughs> Everybody gets a vote. They really do. Everybody gets a vote. But... Hands down, and I really hope this is written by a small child, but this, you can see it. It's such small child writing. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. This is the greatest lever, I think, ever in the history of the world. Okay. I think this is so fabulous. So, little kid has obviously, you know, heard about the monster or read about the monster. So, he's decided he's written a letter and he's sending it to the town. Okay. So, we're about to see Simone de Beauvoir and Jean-Paul Sartre's letters just in the bin. Yes. Let's have a read. Yes. Okay. So, he's written, terrorized by the monster. Yeah. Dear sir. (laughs) Um. We found what was that? We found in the Fresno. I think that's the name of the the paper. A bit about your monster. My mum can catch it. She is good. Please let her try. She loves big adventure like this one. She is my mum, and her name is Georgie Snuppet. 
where there is terror, she loves to solve. P.S. She is good with guns and knives all. Can you imagine the letters that fucking penthouse received over the years? That is one of them. Without a doubt. I just love it. You have a creature. Oh, my God, it's terrorising you. Get my mum. My mum will sort it out. But it just goes so fucking dark at the end. She's got her guns and knives. Yeah. She'll solve it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Written by one of the beasts that lives inside my mum. Yeah, I think if they're trying to solve the second unsolved crime in Murfreesboro, I think look up his mum. Yeah. Holy shit. I just love the little postscript at the end. She is good with guns and knives. <laughs> no one's found my daddy yet, but the flowers grow tall in the backyard. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to the, uh, you know what? I think we need to go one October. I think we need to go to all of these festivals yeah. that happen. Like, how imagine, how awesome would that be? Yeah. So um, October. Murfreesboro Mud Monster Brewing Festival. Yeah. And you know what mm. isn't shit in terms of drawings of Bigfoots? Mm. We got some awesome fan art. <gasps> did we? We did, yes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be coming out on Instagram in the next week or two. Yay! Very talented artist by the name of Chris Cusack. I'm so excited. It's, it's really funny. I, 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 I have seen. Look, it will disturb you. It will honestly haunt your dreams, but in all the right way. Yeah. So we're thinking maybe it's going to appear on maybe a, a book bag. A library bag. Yeah. And it, it definitely why we thought of a library bag first will make more sense when you see it. I want to put it on underpants. John is fighting me every step of the way. Because I just don't like underpants. <sighs> Free ball, Betty. Calm down. <laughs> but yeah, keep your eyes on, uh, keep your eyeballs on at Gabbin in the Woods. On Instagram. Oh, my God. And our first live show, October 19th 19th at the Rhino Room in Adelaide. Yay! We still can't decide on the time. Yeah, that's true, but details are on our fucking link tree or some shit. I don't know. If if you go to our Facebook page, there's a post and then in the comments, there's a link to it. If you go to your Instagram site, there's a link. Yes. We should put a link on our uh, Instagram as well. Yeah, at the John Brooks, J-O-N. Yeah, it's eleven sixty nine a ticket. Treat yourself. Yeah, Australian dollars. We're keeping it cheap, so we we just want people like to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Um, and if you're there on the night, uh, I drink Jim Beam and Coke. Yes, you do. A lot. Yep. But you know, everyone has to decide to quit in their own time. <laughs> I ain't no quitter. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. So we're uh, you know. Uh, just start planning maybe now what you're uh, gonna buy your mum for Mother's Day. Whether you're gonna get her a gun or a knife, or maybe a combination of both. Um, but in the meanwhile, just remember, little mothman eat the carpet. And there's no no in necrophilia. I told you the queen just died. We can't say that. <laughs> Look at the queen. I will. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>